Hello and welcome to the Print Pod. My name is Antara Barua and in today's episode I'll be bringing to you the podcast version of senior associate editor Bhadra Sinha's article 16 years of tareekh pe tareekh and victory after death court staffers long fight for justice. It took the Delhi High Court 16 years, 9 judges and 18 dates to decide if a subordinate judiciary employee was entitled to a reimbursement of rupees 51854 the money he spent on his son's treatment for a brain tumor. For nearly two decades the case moved from judge to judge. The prolonged legal battle finally ended a fortnight ago in the employee's favor over 2 years after his death in November 2020. In the meantime Seven out of nine judges who heard the case but did not conclude it either got promoted or retired. Two got elevated to become Supreme Court judges. Two became Chief Justices of prominent high courts before retiring, and one got a post-retirement job. Two are still serving as judges of the Delhi HC. Only two out of the nine judges held effective hearings where either or both parties are heard by court. That took place only last year. Finally, one of them adjudicated the matter within two dates of hearing arguments from both sides. The case of Mahendra Kumar Verma, who worked as a reader with the Tees Hazari Court in North Delhi, is a poignant story of a litigator who did not live to see the day he finally got justice. In its twenty-page order, pronounced on ninth January, the bench of Justice C. D. Singh lamented the delay in Verma's case. Before parting the court expresses its deep dismay that as to how a petition seeking reimbursement for only rupees 51854 has been pending for 16 years and is being vehemently contested by the GNCTD the Delhi government it said yet for Verma's family the court's decision has come as a big relief his daughter Sulakshana told the print that the family has been struggling to look after her brother for whose medical treatment Verma undertook the prolonged legal journey Her brother suffered paralysis 4 years ago and is in need of constant hospital visits and medication. So whatever money we get right now is essential to look after him, she said. The eldest of 5 siblings, Sulakshana was the one who kept track of the case. After Verma passed away during the pandemic, she remained connected with a lawyer to see to it that the proceedings came to an end. She was barely 27 and newly married when her father approached the Delhi HC on the issue of medical reimbursement. Sulakshana so says the biggest irony of the case is that Verma being an employee of the institution became a victim of delay the worrying bane of the justice delivery system Verma first incurred medical expenses on account of emergency treatment given to his then 15 year old son diagnosed with medulloblastoma at Gangaram hospital he was operated upon twice in June 2003 for which a bill of 1,3122 was raised however Verma was only reimbursed 89,226 according to the court order. Later as part of follow-up treatment, Verma's son was referred to the Rajiv Gandhi Cancer Institute and Research Center where he received radiation and chemotherapy. Verma told the court that he was not fully reimbursed during the second round of treatment as well. Instead, in August 2004, he was issued a letter to deposit rupees 51,854 by the drawing and dispersing officer, officers of districts and session judge. When the matter was argued for Delhi HC Judge Singh's bench, Verma's lawyer Rajat Aneja revealed that his client kept sending representation to the dispersing officer from 4th April to March 1, 2005, seeking to know the reasons for the deposit demand. 
His representation was earlier rejected on 23rd August 2005 and then on 17th January 2006. And the district and the sessions judge also opined against him. In the Delhi HC, Anaja argued that the Directorate of Health Services had previously permitted Verma and granted him a medical advance for his son's treatment. It was, therefore, not even the case that Verma had taken his son to a non-impaneled hospital. It was in the HC that the dispersal department spelled out the reasons for the deposit demand. The department claimed that Verma was reimbursed as per his entitlement and that the demand of Rs 51,854 was raised for the amount that was overpaid to him due to a calculation error. Verma's lawyer argued that being a government employee, Verma was covered under the central government medical attendance rules and that the orders passed there under from time to time. But the dispersal department never reimbursed the total claim submitted by him towards his son's medical expenses. The moot legal question that arose in Verma's case was whether the rules allowed him full reimbursement against the medical expenditure on his son's ailment. Verma assailed the dispersal department's arbitrary demand to recover Rs 51,850 from him without furnishing any reasons. The HC on the first hearing stayed the dispersal department's order. Rejecting the dispersal department's contentions, Justice Singh ruled that Verma was eligible to get full reimbursement of the expenses. On reading of the provisions, the judge concluded that medical attendance rules are a beneficiary piece of legislation to facilitate good and sound health for all the government employees and their families. It does not stand to reason as to why any impediments are read in the rules which have the tendency to defeat the judge's constitutional rights which this court has always stood as a custodian, Justice Singh observed in his 9th January order. While he was litigating for his financial dues, Verma also contested parallel proceedings to get himself exonerated of the allegations of fraud levelled against him by the dispersal department. Verma, who retired in February 2013, was subjected to disciplinary inquiry for overdrawing medical expenses for his son's treatment, which according to the department amounted to more than Rs 60,000. Verma, who retired in February 2013, was subjected to disciplinary inquiry for overdrawing medical expenses for his son's treatment, which according to the department amounted to more than Rs 66,000. As a result of these proceedings, he was not given his retiral duties such as gratuity and amount payable towards his earned leaves upon his superannuation. Verma filed a second petition in the HC to quash the charge seat served to him in the disciplinary proceedings. Though the HC did not intervene in the probe, in May 2014, it ordered the release of Verma's retiral dues and disposed of his petition. Finally, on 6th August 2014, Verma was given a clean shit by the then district and sessions judge. Despite the HC order and exoneration, Verma was not given his dues. They were ultimately released later in 2014, following the direction of the HC bench that was hearing his medical reimbursement case. However, since Verma was still battling the reimbursement issue, the department sought to deduct to be 66,000 from the retiral dues and kept it in a fixed deposit with the HC. Given that the court has now ruled in his favour, this amount is to be handed over to Verma's family. Verma's case gives an insight into the causes for delayed actions in civil cases. There were 31,140 civil writ petitions pending in the Delhi HC as of 31 December last year. Data shows there was a marginal increase of 114 cases in this category in December itself. Writ petitions are filed under Article 226 of the Constitution when there is denial of fundamental rights. A perusal of Verma's case records show that between March 2006 and August 2009, his matter was listed seven times. Except for once, the case was adjourned each time because the respondent or the dispersal department had not filed its reply. On 12th August, 
2009, the court issued rule in the case, which means it directed the matter to be listed in regular course. Anija explained that when a rule is issued in a case and gets submitted, it is heard as per sequence. Such matters are taken up year-wise and it can take years before a particular case is heard again for final adjudication, he said. Therefore, Verma's case came on board only in May 2014. At this juncture, Verma had already fought his other litigation on retiral dues. Since the dispersal department had not complied with the order in that matter, Verma moved an application in the reimbursement case. This further prolonged the hearing of the main case as three dates were exhausted in getting to know whether the department had released the retiral dues or not. Finally, on 7th August 2014, the HC issued the release order. Between 2018 and 2019, Verma's petition was listed twice but got adjourned because none of the parties were present in court. The case got pushed to the back burner due to COVID-induced restrictions on court hearings. Meanwhile, Verma died in November 2020. In January 2022, Verma's family filed an application to make his legal heirs a party in the case. This was allowed and the formalities were completed in February. Arguments in the case were finally heard on 13th August and 3rd November, following which the judgment was reserved. As for Surakshana and her family, the ordeal doesn't end with the verdict. Her father's death has led to another round of litigation for them. This time, it's related to Verma's pensionary benefits. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of The Print Pod.